Welcome to the Monday edition of the PFF Daily Betting Podcast. I am Kevin Cole. I am joined, as always, on Mondays by Ben Brown. Uh, we just got done watching the, the the people's MVP, Russell Wilson, unfortunately go down to the, the Cardinals today. Uh, that was a huge, huge game, huge implications. Before we get into the Monday night game, um, let's talk a little bit about buying selling what we saw today on what was a pretty action-packed at least on the early slate today ben uh what caught your eye to what we should be looking at yeah it was definitely wild to say the least i thought the early games and then of course sunday night football were uh just a lot to compress on i guess at this point in time so i heard on the sunday night broadcast something i kind of wanted to ask you what what division do you actually think is the best division in all football the afc north or the nfc west that is a tough one. I am going to say the the AFC North just because, I mean, I think the Steelers are really that good. I mean, we saw some of it today, right? right. Um, that defense, although we like to downplay the relevance of, of defenses, they're pretty legit. And when you can really bring pressure, and I think we've seen this year in particular that a lot of teams aren't able to, to – to get much pressure going and you know offensive performance is through the roof in 2020 versus prior year so i think the fact that they have that complete team and they have so many weapons now on offense and ben looks pretty good big big ben looks pretty good i think the combination of all of that makes them a very very strong team and then you have the ravens who depending you know going into the season were seen as being like a 1b to the chiefs 1a as being the best team in the league so because of that strength at the top I'm going to say, I'm still going to say they're there. Um, although the Browns are a pretty fraudulent team um, at, at, at their record right now. So I'm not exactly buying them. Yeah, I mean, they are 5-2, and two, basically. They had to squeeze out a win against the Bengals. But I do think the Bengals are better than their 1-5 and five record as well. I know I'm probably a little bit higher on Joe Burrow than you are. I know you have some some things with uh, his respect to his game. But I think especially after tonight with the Seahawks losing, I do think it's definitely going to that AFC North. I probably don't buy into Pittsburgh as much as it sounds like you do necessarily. I know, you know, we obviously talk a lot about their defense and has been playing pretty well. I did think Tennessee was as, at least somewhat efficient in the second half. I think they were held to seven points in the first half, kind of came around. Uh, Steven Goskowski missed that field goal at the end that would have sent it to overtime. So from that perspective, I was um, kind of intrigued by what happened in that Pittsburgh Tennessee game I thought that was probably a decent evaluation for both, for both teams but I did I kind of left uh, the game wanting a little bit more in that regard so I don't know I do think Browns Bengals was probably the best game of week seven from an entertainment perspective though so um, yeah no I, I agree I mean what was it five lead changes in the fourth quarter um, I mean it was just good to see Baker cooking a little bit there right. sorry if i can steal that from from rust that probably it's probably already been uh, <laughs> they're gonna have the pitchforks off here pretty soon yeah <laughs> copyrighted i can't take it but it's good to see him play like that because i feel like this season even though they've had success he has been 
pretty meh in all the different right. performances. I mean, the first game against Cincinnati, he had some great numbers, but a lot of that was derived from a few longer passes. Um, it wasn't like he was methodically driving the ball down the field. It was a lot of the running game that was that was taking care of it. So, and I'm coming around on Joe Burrow. You mentioned Burrow. I think it was just at the beginning of the season his efficiency was so bad, um, but he was grading really well. And now it seems like things have kind of equaled equaled out a bit. I mean, he had a really rough go of it against the Ravens, but a lot of quarterbacks do. But but he's he's looked pretty good and he's gotten much more efficient in, in recent weeks. So yeah. I, th- I think yep. that's good for him. But let me ask you, Ben. What do you think? Do you think the AFC or the NFC, i.e., which conference do you think should be favored in in the Super Bowl? Where do the better teams reside? So I would have started the season, obviously, I think everyone would have saying the Chiefs and then the Ravens, basically that 1A, 1B sort of team. And then the NFC was probably deeper, but wasn't necessarily stronger at the top. And I don't know, I'm kind of coming around. I know the Packers had a little bit of a poor performance last week against the Buccaneers. I thought they looked really good today. The Bucs, once again, looked really good today. I I thought um, when we were initially discussing this that the Seahawks were probably going to roll to a decent victory um, over Arizona, so I thought they were another one in play. So from that perspective, I do think the NFC looks to be a little bit stronger because I still have um, some decent questions, more so with regards to the Ravens, but I don't think um, the Chiefs have necessarily played that well on offense. Of course, they had a decent amount of production on special teams and defense coming up in their matchup today, which is probably just a little bit of you know an outlier game in regards to the snow and cold and things like that. So there might not be as much information you can take from that as far as how well their offense has been playing but just in general um, I don't think Patrick Mahomes has necessarily been playing at the level that he was at last year at this point in time so that's why I would maybe lean towards the NFC but uh, things change quickly around here so what what is your thoughts on that situation? Yeah, I mean, I, I could see that. I guess it's one of those things where maybe to a fault, I just have this confidence in right. in Mahomes that I just I just discount anything <laughs> anything that happens beyond a total complete collapse for multiple weeks. And there's just been this weird thing going on with the Chiefs where defenses are, are telling them, you know what, you want to run uh, eight yards per carry, go ahead, we'll 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 let you do that. And that seems to be what's happening here. And it was a very strange game. It was a very strange Patrick Mahomes game because. What what he's been doing this season so far is he hasn't been great on first or second down. He hasn't been great in particular well, but he, right. they've been converting a ton of third downs, and he hasn't been taking sacks, and he's been scrambling. But today, no scrambling. Took three sacks for 25 yards, which is worse than you would normally see from probably his worst game of the season as far as far as taking sacks. And they were 0 for 7 on third down. So it was really just a bad game all around, but there was no urgency. Um, right. And I, I think somehow he seems to play better w- w- with urgency. You've seen that the Chiefs even in 2018, you know, they would get out to these tremendous leads and then kind of just sit on those leads. So, and he plays better, like I said, on third down than he does on first and second down. So maybe it was just one of those games that they could glide through and then and then they were they let them do that. No House Advantage is taking a different spin on daily fantasy sports by offering player prop contests across the NBA, MLB, NFL, and PGA for cash prizes. This is an awesome new fantasy sports platform that's leveling the playing field and making it easier to win than on the traditional fantasy sports apps. Download the No House Advantage app and check out our daily player prop contests without having to make a deposit. Play in public guaranteed cash prize pool contests or create your own private contest with friends. Use promo code EDGE when signing up and they'll match your first deposit with a $20 in free play. If your first time deposit is at least $10, we'll set you up with a free PFF EDGE annual subscription. No House Advantage offers daily player prop contests that include all types of player statistics. 
Featured player prop contests combine players of different positions across several statistical categories. Compete against other users and track in real time as you climb the leaderboard. Download the No House Advantage app now using promo code EDGE and they'll match your first deposit with up to $20 in free play. If your first time deposit is at least $10, we'll set you up with a free PFF Edge annual subscription. All right, well, let's, let's, let's uh, pivot over to the Monday night game. So we have the Rams and the Bears. First, let's talk prize picks. Dot com. Now, uh, Prize Picks uh, is a service that we are working with. It allows you to choose over or unders on fantasy points, not just uh, 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 props that you would see on yardage or something like that. So for fantasy points, and with code PFF, you get a hundred percent match on your first deposit up to a hundred dollars. Have you taken a gander at all at, at Prize Picks, or have any any particular players that you're thinking may go over or under on Monday Night Football? Yeah, so I've most definitely taken a little gander. I would say one I do really like, uh, Nick Foles, over 15.5 fantasy points. Our projections have at uh, right around 17.2. I'm not, um, you know, the Rams defense probably, I think we have it like sixth overall in our defensive or opponent-adjusted defensive grade. So from that perspective, I do think it's a difficult matchup. But I do think he's getting kind of a, a deflated uh, total on these fantasy points coming up here. So I do kind of like going over in that situation. Um, I don't mind stacking him. I know Jimmy Graham, uh, we're kind of against him in his player prop reception yards, but I think his uh, fantasy point total of eight is kind of low as well. So I don't mind a Nick Foles, Jimmy Graham stat coming up here on Monday night. Our fantasy projections have uh, Jimmy Graham closer to nine fantasy points. So I do think that's, you know, a decently viable option coming up here with, uh, you know, the rest of the market kind of looking thing Thin from a Monday night perspective on what we can actually bet on so I don't know I do I think the market in general for the betting has been kind of interesting I think the Rams opened up at seven uh, point favorites and moved down to five and a half and now sits closer to six um, a lot of the spread of money line is actually leans towards the Rams um, on the cash percentage I think the Bears have a higher percentage in the ticket market so um, from that perspective i I would kind of lean towards the Rams, but our green line model does have um, the Bears much closer to that break-even percentage. Unfortunately, there's not really any value opportunities um, coming up at this point in time. I do I do think the money line was a decent play for the Bears earlier in the week. I think that's kind of dried up at this point in time. So I don't know. Um, I know the total is basically the second lowest of the week. How do you think that actually influences some of the showdown things that you're looking at? Yeah, I mean, it brings defenses, it brings kickers a little bit more into play than what you would traditionally see. Uh, yeah, I'm just looking at some of the numbers that that I'd run here. Um, I, it always ends up being in these in these games where you, if you have a pretty undesirable quarterback option, and I'm going to say Nick Foles is that for, for, for this for, for this matchup, that they almost always end up being a pretty strong value as a flex option just because the ownership is down. And, you know, when we're talking about a flex option, this is not a... You're not getting huge leverage off of having a lower salary um, and getting that upside. That's traditionally why you'd want a wide receiver or one of those positions in there you're, you're just trying to accumulate points so quarterbacks are going to give you points you know even if they're not going to necessarily be great there are only two real quarterback options in the game so so Foles looks like a pretty strong one I mean the other players who are popping a little bit here in the model 
me Tyler Higby a little bit. Although again, these are just like a long shot types of types of plays that could end up uh, that could end up paying off. David Montgomery looks decent, although Montgomery's not been very good efficiency wise, but he's just going to have a lot of opportunity. So we'll we'll see what's what's going to happen there. And then I know um, Daryl Henderson has been has been the man. Uh, in that backfield for the Rams, but it still likes uh, if you really want to go for a, a deeper play. It's still the, the model also likes Malcolm Brown and just the possibility that he gets a larger workload there. And if he can, you know, get a couple of touchdowns, or if Henderson gets nicked up, he's a good option to have in the captain spot because just not many people are going to have him there and you can't potentially get that reward if he is elevated into the the number one role. Uh, like I said, with an injury to to Henderson or if he's just used more often around the goal line. Yeah, that is really interesting. It's kind of a unique uh, showdown slate. Of course, we do get some of these island games that are going to be much more defensive focused, but I do think this is probably the most um, in that direction that we've seen so far, um, basically coming up on Sunday or Monday or Thursday night. So it'll be an interesting matchup. So I do have basically one more question. So we got Darnell Mooney, we got Anthony Miller. Um, I'm having a tough time, you know, projecting one over the other at this point in time. Our player prop market... um, Basically, both of the receptions are at 2.5. I think we see value on the under for both of those. And would one of those guys ever be a viable option in any sort of showdown situation? Are you probably looking uh, mainly towards Allen Robinson if you're going to get anybody in on this Bears pass catching unit? Yeah, no, I think Moody is definitely an option in the flex. Um, it's difficult to judge what the um, what the perception is from the field. I mean, if you look at Mooney the last couple of weeks, he's been running about 75% of the routes. Uh, Miller also was right about at that number last week, but then in week five, he was a bit, he was only about half that number. Uh, Mooney's out targeted him. I guess, I guess it's what it's three weeks in a row. Now he's been a pretty strong target. So I definitely think Mooney is a strong target in the flex. I'm just not sure if I see the upside for him in in the in the captain spot that would be more where you'd want to go ahead and spend up to get Allen robinson yep definitely i definitely agree with that i mean basically this is the type of game where yeah you need Allen robinson in that showdown captain spot if you're going with you know a wide receiver from the bear side especially i don't think there's any other viable options would you ever have you know either robert woods or cooper cup in that sort of situation are you looking at them as more as flex plays in this matchup as well yeah, no, I, I think they're definitely options. I mean, I don't have them as being the greatest value options just because the the ownership on those guys has just been really strong this year. They're almost right. both owned like a wide receiver one. So if you just start parceling out all the possible game outcomes, w- what they could be, um, yeah, most of the time the Rams are going to be the winners. The Rams are going to score more points. I mean, they're the favored team here. But, um, you know, it, it's either going to be one or the other. Right? Most of the time you're not going to get right. just a blow-up game from both of those guys every single week. And when, when I mean blow-up, I mean a blow-up type of game, a huge, huge game that you would need to be the winner in in the captain spot. So that's why generally I would fade them, but I'd be much more likely to, to put them into lineups when it comes to the flex position. Definitely. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Well, we got more football coming up on Monday night. Might not be be the best option from an offensive perspective, but I do think it'll probably be entertaining. So um, this was great. We'll do it again here next Monday morning, Sunday night for uh, some people at this point in time. But, you know, when we get bonus football here in Sunday night, football usually carries into the next day, which is nice. So this is Ben Brown joined, you know, as always by Kevin Cole. Um, we'll be back tomorrow with some, some more PFF Daily Betting Podcast content. Thank you.